Have you ever wondered where curiosity came from? What it means and just who decided whether or not anything thought or voiced or seen or unseen is worth the effort of applying curiosity, asking why or why not, or just relying on the age-old adage, oh, never mind, followed up by the tried and true, it doesn't matter. All of the above constitutes the query, what is it that doesn't matter? And if it doesn't, who cares? Which brings us back to, what is going on? Am I just curious? According to the fine folks at Funk and Wagnall, made famous by my dear friends Rowan and Martin, curious means eager to know something, which I suspect is a lost art. Why be curious when, according to the most observers of today's society, most people know everything and hence have no need to be curious or eager to learn anything? The words spoken most often are, let me tell you, as opposed to, I'm interested in your point of view. In other words, simply said, I am curious about learning something you have to say, something that might enlighten or inform me that I can take away and grow from. I am curious. What does all this talk about curiosity, and where does it come from, and how long has the act of being curious propelled humankind into the path of enlightenment leading to all of the accomplishments gained over the eons of progress spurred on by the simple mental act of being curious. If the first person hadn't wondered what lies outside the cave, mankind would never have experienced sunlight. I know this example is simplistic in its uh, form, but so is eating the fruit from a forbidden tree setting all humanity in the downward spile of doom and destruction. I'm curious, is that the origin of sin? Simply eating a fruit of a tree, and with that first bite, setting the world on a path of evil we can never overcome by ourselves? Hmm, I wonder. But as I've already proclaimed, I'm of a curious nature. When I was voicing a learning module for my son's production company about Toyota's successful method of operations, the statement was poised, ask why, five times. By the fifth time, more than likely, you will land on a satisfactory answer to whatever your original query posed. This isn't garnered from the halls of academia, but from the wisest of mouths that we've labeled the mouths of babes. Isn't that what the usual case says? When we've plumbed the mounds of issues and asked why five times, we more than likely come up with an answer simply in its implication and practical in its application, or as so many adults have heard when faced with the subject of why, have learned the answer is simply cause. 
Is that the end of the corridor of curiosity? Uh, the answer is solely cause. Is it like the Peggy Lee song alleged? Is that all there is? I would be curious as to your answer. Let's not deviate from the original theme of being curious about curiosity, mining the depths of that word's existence and its powerful fluctuation in moving our genus towards a real or imagined future goal by asking, why are we curious and what does that curiosity lead to? Here in the fall of the year 2023, we're implored to stretch our minds toward the cosmos, hoping to understand all aspects of an otherwise ununderstandable universe, from the vastness of galaxies to the infinitesimal world of quantum physics. As we gaze upward and inward, we must remain rooted in our quest of why and what does that all mean, powered by a growing desire to know it for no other reason than it's part of humans' dynamic of curiosity. Without the generating influence of a curious nature, mankind may have wandered the globe without ever looking up, or around, or down, and wondering, why is it there? What is that over there? And who are those things that look like us? All of this begs the question of why. And if we ask it five times, we just may come up with a reason that will satisfy even the most curious of minds. Why not? Thanks for listening. This is Jim McCrell.